Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to Business of Design, episode 162, Expert in Not Giving Up. If you've been in business longer than a couple of months, you are likely familiar with the proverbial ups and downs. Certainly, we're getting a lesson in downs right now, aren't we? When the going gets tough, what's your default? Business of Design member Nikki Fisher says she is an expert in not giving up. And that is an attitude that is going to come in very handy during the next months. In this episode, we will learn that showing up to industry events, expanding your network, and putting yourself out there may lead to new invaluable connections. Of course, none of us is showing up at industry events right now except via Zoom or GoToMeeting. But that will change. Nikki also says being curious is a great asset. If you want to know technical information, there are people you can ask. We both agree it's possible to feel totally alone, even in the middle of a crowd. So connection is really about being vulnerable and being authentic, whether that's online or face-to-face. Now, there is one caveat to being expert at not giving up, and I will say I was also expert at this. I was expert on doubling down on the things I was doing that weren't working, I kept telling myself that if only I tried harder, if I applied myself more, if I worked more hours, if I had better clients, if I had better trades, if I had a better work situation, whatever that was, that things would turn around. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't have the systems you need in place, no amount of effort is going to turn those into good systems. The same thing can be said for bad business decisions. If it was a bad business decision, pre-coronavirus, trust me, it's still a bad business decision. So don't double down on what isn't working. But if you intend to not only survive what's ever in front of us, but to come out the other side and thrive, there's so much we can control right now to make sure that that happens. One analogy Nikki uses toward the end of this episode, I just absolutely love. And in fact, at last year's Business of Design Elite Retreat Santa Monica, we used this analogy with the group. We gave everybody a rock and we said, hang on to this rock. And one at a time, tell us what's holding you back. What's standing between you and success or happiness in your business? And they shared their burdens with us one at a time. And we said, put that burden in this rock and feel the weight of this rock and hold on to that burden, really grasp it and hang on to it. And this is where Nikki's analogy comes in. She says, it feels these days like she's trying to hold on to things and it's sand in her hand and it's running through her fingertips. And so my suggestion is, When you're grasping tight and you're holding on to your rock or your burden or trying to hang on to something that doesn't want to be held on to, the best thing you can do is open your palm and let it go. Let it go as fast as possible because nothing new can come to you when your hands are full and fisted. In order to be open, 
to whatever amazing things lie ahead, we have to let go of the things we're holding on to. Nikki shares lots of wisdom during this episode. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. Nikki Fisher graduated from the interior decorating program at Sheridan College about a decade ago. Her career began in the heavily detailed and technical work of custom cabinetry and millwork, and eventually she discovered she wanted to explore more of what the industry had to offer beyond cabinetry, so she quit that job. She was only 25 years old at this point, and she started NFG Designs, Inc. After nearly calling it quits in just a few months, Nikki says that Business of Design came to the rescue. She immediately restructured her entire business and process. Now at the beginning of a new decade and who knows what lies ahead, she is confident she will grow and be a success. Follow Nikki on Facebook at NFG Designs, Inc. or on Instagram at NFG Designs. And you can follow Cheryl Horn too. Cheryl Ann Media is her private handle on Instagram. And of course, Business of Design is her public handle. Occasionally, I get to peek into the Business of Design Instagram account. But quickly, Cheryl shuts me out. It's way too easy for me to go down a rabbit hole and spend all my time with Business of Design when in fact, I have a design business I need to work on as well and lots of clients who need reassuring right now. Cheryl doesn't always say no. Sometimes she says yes. Let's see if she says yes today. Well, Cheryl, what's it going to be? Is today a day where you're going to say yes? Yeah. Well, what's the question first? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's it's a yes day. It needs to be. It needs to be like a yes week. Okay. Um, we're busy, and it's been overwhelming. All of the members and everything that we've talked to. We kicked off boot camp last week. I cannot believe we had over two hundred and fifty members join us live on the call, which is amazing. Right. Members from around the world. We had people members in Australia wake up in the middle of the night to join us live on that call. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I think we had, um, I think I mentioned we had Latvia, Belgium, France, Ireland. I don't know. It was crazy. It was just insane. Um, and if you missed the first one, that's okay. It's recorded. You can jump in at any point and catch up and, uh, please don't hesitate to join us for this one. Yes. So boot camp still continues for four weeks. The recording of last week's is available. So if you're just signing up now or you missed that first one, you can certainly catch up. It's going to be the next four Thursdays at 1 p.m. EST. One thing that we'll still put out there, Kimberly had mentioned on the call, her email that goes out to clients for billable hours, which everyone is just tackling right now. So we'll get that live on the site as well. And as promised, going forward, we'll have more templates for clients. That's huge. And we're getting a lot of requests for that right now. The email, to be clear, was an, an initial email I sent to clients just checking in to see how they're doing, what I could be helpful with, not in terms of decorating or design, but just, you know, can I shop for you? Do you need anything? Is your family safe? It was that kind of an e- email. And then I personalized it in terms of projects, et cetera. It wasn't about billable hours. That's the next one I have to do. In fact, I think that I did promise that one for this week's call. Yes. Yeah, the... um. I meant to remind you on Friday because the billable hours email template 
Yeah. So we'll get that. We'll get that up anyway. We also have coming up, um, we've talked a little bit about our uh, business of design five phase recovery program. We've already done phase one. We did that in March and that recording, both the free version and the, um, the webinar we did just for members are both available on the website now. And we have our next webinar coming up for that on April 29th. And that again will be free to the community. Registration is already open. So if you want to join us for that, uh, you can head to businessofdesign.com and you'll be able to join us on April 29th uh, for the next part of our recovery program. I do hope you'll consider joining us for Business of Design five-phase recovery program. Having been through four recessions, I know this is what you need to put yourself in a position to thrive and ride the wave that's about to hit us all the way to the shore. How do you like that metaphor? I know from personal experience, the decade in front of you can be your most successful, most happy most profitable decade, despite what's happening today. This is not the first calamity the world has had to endure. It is not the last. You are resilient. You can do this. And right now, millions of people are at home thinking about what they'd love to change in their environment. Maybe the kitchen has been driving them crazy for the last five years, and now they wish they had taken care of it. Maybe the master bedroom is insufferably tired and that's what they're looking at day in and day out. So there is going to be a lot of work for us ahead. Do what you can today. And that's what this program is going to be about. What action steps can I take today to get myself ready for what's coming? And by the way, you're not putting money in the car for gas. You're not going to restaurants. You're not going to concerts. Don't give yourself the message right now that this is something you can do later. There's not going to be a later. You're either going to be ready to tackle what's ahead and in great shape, or you're not. And that's okay. We get to decide, right? I've been talking to a bunch of warrior designers in the past month, and I have no doubt this community is going all the way, and we will be celebrating again during happier times. So join us for Business of Design five-phase recovery program, and we will do this together. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Cheryl. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hello, Nikki. Thank you so much for taking time to do this. No problem. My pleasure. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Well, I was excited to read your application and something just leapt out at me. And that was uh, a line where you say, I am an expert at not giving up. 
I think that's an amazing trait, and it's going to come in really <laughs> handy in the next little while. Tell me about that. Uh, I think even that speaks new volumes for me as well. Um, you know, when I wrote that and sent it off, never in a million years did I think we would be in the situation that we're in right now. Um, but for me, uh, there's just been so many challenges um, in life personally and from a business uh, perspective as well. And it just really comes down when I when I sit and I self-reflect the amount of resilience um, that I don't give myself credit for. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't give themselves credit for and a lot of interior decorators and designers as well. Um, so I'm happy to um, provide some insight to that and potentially share my story that might help somebody else. Well, no, potentially. I would love to hear your story. And I no doubt many of us will relate. So my um, career started out as a custom millwork designer for a high-end cabinetry company. It was my first job after graduating, and it was very intimidating because um, I wasn't given proper training when I stepped into that role. It was kind of, I had to fly by the seat of my pants. Um, The owner of the company was extremely busy and I never really understood that take on it. I remember, you know, being angry that I wasn't being given the time of day, but as a business owner myself now and having a staff of one, I completely understand the position that he was in now. So I have a newfound respect for that. Um, but there was a point when I, um, was working that job. I want to say I was probably only two to three months in and I remember coming to work every day and just feeling completely overwhelmed, like everybody in the company was kind of looking down on me and frowning that I didn't know what I was doing. Um, And even I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, but I wasn't given any guidance or support from my employer. So there was, I remember I was sitting at my desk one day, all the emotions were sort of flooding through my, my brain. And I just said to myself, okay, Nikki, it's sink or swim. Like you're either doing this or you're not. So either figure this out and you go get the help that you need or you quit. Those are your two options right now. You can't continue to sit here and feel sorry for yourself. That for me looked like going and asking the other colleague there, the other interior designer there for help. So sometimes she would help me out and other times I would feel a little bit of um, a push from her and that was okay. Whatever help she was willing to give me, I was more than grateful for. Um, and then in the company that I worked for, there was the design department, which is what I was part of. And then there was the engineering department. So the engineering department is far more technical in the sense that they take our cabinetry designs and they start breaking them down and into um, spec sheets for the shop to actually be able to build um, and, and do cut lists and things like that to actually build the cabinetry. So I then started having more conversations with um, a couple of people in the engineering department, as well as the shop manager, and I just put myself out there. Most people were very much so willing to help, and ultimately what that brought was a sense of confidence. I learned much faster how to do my job um, than I would have if I kind of just kept going with the flow and feeling sorry for myself or expecting you know, my boss who was really busy to be able to give me the time of day. 
we can extract from that as well, right, into our own businesses. No one owes you an explanation. No one's coming to rescue you. You actually have to get proactive and go for it. Yes. Did you have a sense after that that interior design professionals are not the only ones who would benefit from systems and processes and an operations manual? I assume they were profitable, and yet they had... They didn't have the systems and structures they needed to train employees, which would have, no doubt in my mind, made them more profitable and more successful. A hundred percent. So there was, you know, I would say a decent amount of turnover in that company for sure. Oh, not having your systems written down is a terrific way to burn out staff and create a revolving door situation. I know that firsthand. And I know that from hundreds of other interior design professionals who often, you know, like we do, we think somehow that we're overwhelmed and and work is too busy. So we need to hire someone and hire them fast. And the solution to your busy and overwhelmed turns out to be just another problem that adds to your busy and overwhelmed. There is no shortcut. So having had that realization, how do you think that has informed you since in your interior design business? So after I worked for that company for about five years, I just wasn't happy there anymore. I love my job. I love the clients. um, But just we're seeing differences in um, the atmosphere and decided that it wasn't for me anymore. So then I had to make the tough call up. Do I go find another job in the industry? Or am I going to attempt to start my own business? Um, I attempted to start my own business. And again, same thing. About three months into that, I was completely overwhelmed by not having any systems, not having any structure. But I didn't know that that's what was missing at that point, if that makes any sense. Couldn't figure out why projects were not moving well, why clients are hesitating, or why they weren't investing in the finishing touches like pillows or an area rug or drapery we would you know squeak by at the end and then it would suddenly stop and then I would have nothing left for portfolio work it was nothing that I really wanted to um, include or have photographed ah the Canadian fired (laughs) I had the same experience so obviously it's not just you right yeah I now know, by the way, that there is an American fired, an Australian fired, an Indonesian fired, an Irish fired, a French fired, a British fired, right? I meet designers from all over the world, and I'm not unique in any way. We are not special. I didn't know that at the time. I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one going through that, and I didn't understand why. Why was it so hard to get to completion? Um, and yeah, same thing. I was sitting in my office one day feeling sorry for myself and I was in the, literally the exact same position that I was before. I said, okay, Nikki, like you're either doing this or you're not. There's no in between. I'm going to give myself a time frame here. And if I'm not getting or seeing the results by X date, I'll call it quits and start looking for a job. In the meantime, I created sort of a vision board and jotted down, I don't know, I think it was like five goals on, um, how I was going to pick myself up out of the mud. And it was things like go to every seminar that you can, right? So start doing research and, you know, signing up for newsletters so you can find out about seminars and attend those. Start talking to more colleagues in the industry. I I can't even really remember what they all were, but it was essentially, again, I like to use this word a lot, but putting myself out there. 
And it wasn't even a week later, I don't think, I got um, a message in my inbox from a local trade showroom. And it was a seminar. And it was called The Power of We with Kimberly Salton. (laughs) And I thought, okay, I don't know what this is going to be about, but I'm going to sign up and I'm going to go. And Kimberly, I've told you my minor sob story uh, in person before when we've met, but that was a day that completely changed my life because the power of we was you speaking about you as a business owner and then your contract, your partner, your business partner. Went to that seminar, bought your books within a week, read both of them, restructured my entire business, and I haven't looked back. That, I feel like, was another (laughs) time where it was just complete resilience, right? Just having to do what you have to do to get to the next level. Right. But I want to say something there, and that is this. You were willing to try a new way of working. So often I meet amazing, talented design professionals who are locked on to their current method of working, even though it's not 100% successful. Maybe it's 60% successful or 70% successful. Why would you stop short of 100%? 100% of the jobs you start should finish with a happy customer, photos for your portfolio, and a repeat of referral client. That's the goal. And I should say, I don't have 100%, but I have 90 plus percent. The odd time there's just someone where it's not a great dynamic, but we still finish the project. We still have photos. It's just probably not someone I want to work with again. And maybe they feel the same way. And I truly understand people who are committed to doing things the way they're doing it right now. That was me. I spent thousands of dollars on coaching, desperately trying to convince people that they couldn't monkey around with how I did things. And yet I wanted help. I would have created Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy five years earlier had I just been willing to acknowledge I didn't know everything. And maybe I didn't have the best method. And maybe if I tried something else, I would learn something. Honestly, for most people, I'd say try anything else. Be willing to try anything else. So it's not enough to attend a seminar, right? It's about implementing what you hear immediately. You say you bought two books, you read them right away. Those are the people I know who are going to be wildly successful. Good for you. Absolutely. So um, that sort of takes me to my next story of after I completely restructured my business, a uh, few years few few years later, um, I uh, had my son in 2017. So took a bit of a maternity leave, which is also really challenging when you're self-employed because you don't necessarily get a true maternity leave with a maternity pay. So right. I was continuing to work part time on a few projects um, that uh, were sort of in completion stages while my, my while I was at home with my son. And in 2018, I decided that I was ready to go back to work, Um, but I was terrified because I felt like I was starting over again in terms of building the business back up to what it was before I had to slow down. But what was giving me the confidence was that I had the right tools from the beginning this time, right? I had business of design, I had my contract, I had my business partner, I had all of those things. It was then just, you know, regaining and reconnecting with 
people in the industry. So contractors that I had worked with, past clients asking for referrals, things like that. And I was able to start getting new business, which was great. But sitting at home alone in my basement, working on these projects and spending time on, you know, social media in general, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, whatever it might be. And I always like to say um, comparison is a thief of joy. And I spent a lot of time comparing and dragging myself down and wondering what I was doing wrong or how I could ever be like like that person or that designer or that decorator. I remember feeling so alone. And again, one day it was kind of like, there's no way, there's no way that I'm the only person who is having trouble staying motivated. At that point, I didn't really know too many people in the industry, but I had made a few connections um, with some decorators through the decorating center in Burlington. So I had reached out to a few of them and said, I have this idea I don't know about you guys, but I'm struggling. I would love to almost create kind of like a mastermind group, right? Maybe it's somewhere between eight and 10 designers or decorators, and we meet monthly or however often we want, and we can talk business and essentially be each other's support system. I would love to find out what everyone's goals are. We can help um, hold each other accountable and maybe help each other um, achieve those goals. And, um, yeah, I just kind of put myself out there, put that idea out there, reached out to some people and everyone was super positive, jumped on board. And I think it's been about two years. But you know, the key here is vulnerability and honesty and authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing I think is too often missing Uh from social media. We put up our best face. Nobody's seen a picture of me on social media lately or a video because I don't have my best face on. I have my hair. Nikki saw me today. I just finished Pilates. I'm sweaty. (laughs) My hair is disgusting. It's in a side (laughs) bun, right? Um, I would probably be wise to jump on social media right now and say, hey, this is what it looks like today. But we don't, right? We save our best self for social media. And I think you said to compare is the thief of joy. Is that what you said? Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. I love that. I I say to compare is to despair. Yeah. I love that. The thief of joy. It's so true. Now more than ever, I think we want to be aware of comparing ourselves to whatever's happening happening on social media because I've been through a number of these turns in the economy and I assure you there, there aren't a thousand different firms who are going to ride through this with no repercussions. There just aren't. It isn't true. So if it looks like that, look away (laughs) and put your focus back on what you can do today to make your business run more smoothly, more efficiently, more profitably and make connections with clients. That's the big thing right now. Just keep connecting with past and, and future clients. Absolutely. So yeah, for, for me right now, and it's it's going to be interesting to listen back on this podcast, I think, because I know that I will have to take my own advice too. <laughs> and everything that you are telling me, you know, like I said at the beginning, never did I think that I would be in a position again. And I'm sure I'm not alone in these feelings where we've worked so hard in the last few years. And, you know, my my decorating company right now is is or was essentially doing so well. And it feels like I'm just holding everything that I've worked so hard 
it's they're like grains of sand in my hand and I can feel the sand slowly slipping between the cracks. Like it's all kind of just falling away and I have no control over it. Um, and I could choose to stay in that mindset, um, stick with those thoughts. And if I do, I probably won't be here when this is done. Or I can choose to, again, go, you're either in this or you're not, Nikki. And being in this right now means staying connected with businesses design. It means staying connected um, through webinars and any coaching and any, you know, online content um, to help support a small business owner and interior decorator or designer during this time um, to help get you through to the other side of this. I love the image of your hands and the grains of sand. And when I find myself with my fists closed, whether that's metaphorically or physically, I know that the answer is always to open my Mm -hmm. hands and let it happen. I'm not powerful enough to stop a tsunami. I'm not powerful enough to stop an economic downturn or or a pandemic. What I can do, though, is let go Mm -hmm. and know that I'm going to lose some things But I will also, if I have my hands Mm -hmm. open, be able to grasp those new things that may, in fact, be so much better. And those will be lost to me if my hands remain closed. So I love that that, that image of open hands right now. Let it happen. Let it go. And focus Mm -hmm. on what you can do today Mm -hmm. to build something beautiful going forward. Yeah. Thank you so yes. much for all yes. this great advice. I want to ask you for your design intervention because I thought it was a really good one. My design intervention. So I had um, two favorites that kind of stuck with me. So one, absolutely, it comes from from you, Kimberly, and it's it's something that back when you know I sat down in my office and said, "Okay, Nikki, sink or swim, figure this out." I wrote it on the whiteboard in front of me, and that was be transparent and be okay with saying no. So I just had those words written on the whiteboard. I could see it every single day and it really helped me um, focus and push through some, you know, challenging clients or challenging projects that I would have otherwise been in the same position that I was before and and not get anywhere with it. Um, and then um, Arlene Dickinson, great Canadian entrepreneur. Um, she was on Dragon's Den. Her books are incredible as well. Um, from one of her books called Persuasion, she has a quote in there that says, start saying no politely but firmly and without a lot of explanation or excuses. So, again, I think it's very similar to what you say um, or what your recommendation or advice is uh, about being transparent and being okay with saying no. I just really like how she says, you know, firmly without a lot of explanation or excuses. Right. We don't have to qualify protecting our resources, right? If you're protecting your resource of time or money, you do not owe anyone an explanation. The answer is just a super polite, no, thank you. That's not going to work for us right now. And I think that's such a beautiful thing for For everybody to get comfortable with right now, because as creative professionals, sometimes the only power we have is the power to say no, I am so excited to see where you are going, where Nikki Fisher Designs is going. Um, It's NFG Designs, Inc., actually, um, where you're going. You got it. And uh, you come back on the podcast in a short while and tell us 
all the things that are working because I have no doubt you are going to succeed. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And you stay healthy and stay well and the best to your family. Yes, you too, Kimberly. Thank you so much for your time today. It was so great to talk to you. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.